has just found Top Gear. There it is. There's your champion. That was the most excited I've ever been in a long, ever in my life, right there on 18. It's a Kepka coronation. Welcome to Major Talk here with Pinnacle. And it's me, James Gregg, golf commentator, and Sophie Walker, analyst and former Ladies European Tour player, and also Pinnacle analyst as well. Good article. Do go and check that out at pinnacle.com. That'll give you a few tips. Here, though, myself and Sophie are going to try and verbalise some of the reasons and some of the picks that we have in this week's field, which is a traditionally strong field. 100 players, all ranked inside the top 100 in the world rankings. Apart from, of course, a few missing through injury and the defending champion, Phil Mickelson, who continues his break away from the game, who actually upset all the odds this time last year. And luckily, I wasn't part of that podcast trying to predict who was going to win the PGA Championship last year. This time, though, it's far more clear-cut. Sophie Walker and I will be going through all the runners and riders at this year's championship at Southern Hills in Oklahoma. Anyway, without any further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Major Talk. Sophie, where on earth do we start? I suppose this golf course is long, it's got tight greens, it suits bombers. So who on earth are we starting with? I'll chuck a name out there, and it's really obvious, he's the favourite, John Rahm. Um, agree or disagree? Well, you've got to agree. I can't believe some betting has him as number one favourite because we'll obviously talk about Scotty Scheffler. How that guy is not number one, he goes under the radar. But John Rahm, he is always um, the guy everyone talks about in majors. Off the tee, he's frightening. I was having a look at his stats. He's gaining, like, this is on second place. He's gaining two shots every four rounds on the second best driver of the golf ball on the PGA Tour. Which is ridiculous, by the way. It's unbelievable. Um, but I'll, I'll let you go on to why. I mean, obviously, we watched him, didn't we, in Mexico? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were commentating on that on the telly, weren't we, on our PGA Tour coverage elsewhere. And actually, we got a really good look at him, didn't we? Because we saw him pretty much all the way because he was a wire-to-wire -wire winner in Mexico. And... Yes, his long game always looks great, but what has been the cause for concern is the putter. Um, that's why he had a bit of a low-key start to this year. Last time out, though, his putter began to warm up and actually he had to hang on. He holds some big putts at crucial moments, which, all right, I know it's the Mexico Open and it's not a major championship, but if he keeps that long game prowess up, and like you say, he is the best by an absolute mile off the tee compared to everyone else, which there is a bit of a premium on every time there is a major. He's long as well. In the short game, turning around, I think he looks the ideal fit uh, for what's going to be a pretty tough test this week. Proximity to the hole is, of course, pretty important. A lot of the stuff I'm reading about Southern Hills, the way it's set up for this PGA Championship. Tight greens. And John Rahm, well, we know he likes to go flag hunting. His short game is tidying up. He holds big putts at the big moments the last time out on the PGA Tour. So my suspicion is is that actually this is a golf course that is made for somebody like John Rahm. And, of course, he's got that monkey off his back because he hadn't won it since he won that first major title at the US Open last year. So winning his first event since his major isn't a concern now. He can now kind of focus on the rest of the season and why not start it at the year's second major. That's my opinion. And, um, well, everybody fancies John Rahm going into the majors. And on Pinnacle, he is 
the well, he, he's the second favourite. He's fifteen point one nine at time of recording, and I suspect that a few listeners might be on that. Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, I've just looked. He's actually gained four shots a tournament, not two. So well, right, so he's even that, better. Yeah, <laughs> e- even better. And I do think, I think that win at Mexico will free up his putting because um, it, it, it's dire, isn't it, compared to, or not even compared to everything else about this game. Um, yeah, so I think the tension will be released in his putting. Uh, last two appearances at the PGA, 13th and 8th for Ram, so... Trending, what we call. Uh, moving on to Scotty Scheffler, world number one. I mean, yeah. there's just no reason not to um, to pick him. It's his favourite golf course. He shot 64 in a practice round a couple of weeks ago. He's already captured his first major. You do find that players like to win them in bundles, be it that year or the year after. We saw it with Spieth. He won the Masters and then went on to win the US Open. We've seen it with Colin Morikawa, kind of that back-to-back. So there's no reason why you can't look at Scotty Scheffler. He ranks third in birdies. He is a stroke average of 69.7. He goes under the radar because of his personality, I think. It's definitely Mm -hmm. not because of his golf game. And everyone keeps saying Southern Hills is a golf course that you need to have the whole package. It's generous off the tee. So um, I I think it's called a bomber's course. As um, Retief Goosen, he's won round there. And they compare it a little bit to Shinnecock. So if you are looking at um, horses for courses, US Open 2018 um, was at Shinnecock. Have a little look down there. Um, similar type of of landscape and how the, the greens run off. And, and, and looking at the weather, I think it's going to be quite dry there. So you are going to have to have someone with a, with a decent short game because with these raised greens, it's, it's going to roll off. So, yeah, have a look at Shinnecock if, if you want that. But they're the two kind of standouts. Who are you going next? Who's well, your next one? I'm just going to just say about Scotty Scheffler. So interestingly, so we'll talk about Spieth in a moment, but we've just had the Byron Nelson, which is, I mean, it was basically a bit of a shootout, birdie fest. Which was good, good viewing. However, it's not usually the best preparation for a major championship. Scotty Scheffler had to play the week before because he'd not really played much. He'd played the Zurich Classic, which is a pairs event, of course. You'll have watched that. But he um, he needed something because he'd not played since the Masters in, in an individual stroke play event. He finished tied 15th. A lot of people might go, oh, it's not great. It is, because it's so hard to actually contend. It's, it's basically how well your putters work in. When you've had a month off... That's pretty good, I think. Tied 15th there, you know, miles under par, still loads of birdies, a bit of ring rust, a bit of frustration from what I saw of Scheffler last week. But yeah, it's, it's very difficult to look past him, isn't it? Because there's not really a golf course that doesn't suit him. You know, we were talking about horses for courses. Ridiculous. I mean, he's won on the low scoring courses, the high scoring courses, the match play events as well. So Scheffler's pretty good. The only thing that would put you off him as a, as a better is the fact that, you know, the odds... Are just completely short. Um, but like you say, some people still have John Rahm favourite, which absolutely beggars belief. Next pick, though, Sophie, man who shot 62 at the aforementioned Byron, uh, Byron Nelson on Sunday, Hideki Matsuyama. You need to hit it well around this golf course, apparently. That's what everybody's saying with your irons. A bit inconsequential off the tee, really. Hideki Matsuyama, when he's in full flow off off the fairway, going at flags, is unbelievable. He showed that on Sunday at TPC Craig Ranch. 
with his nine under uh, 62. I just think that he's hitting a bit of form. He's a two-time winner this season, for goodness sake. Then had a bit of an injury, bit of a layoff after the Masters. I think he's just going to come back nice and refreshed. And he's a major specialist as well, Hideki Matsuyama. So, um, and decent value as well with Pinnacle. So, go on, try and disabuse me of that notion. Have you got a, play- <laughs> have you got a player sort of from that same bracket who you're going to throw back at me? Because he's at 30s at the moment with Pinnacle. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say the Hideki thing. Short games massively improved as lot. It was he was very impressive at the Masters. Um, I'm just going to put Justin Thomas in in that chat. His, his odds will be will be more Scotty Scheffler than Hideki Matsuyama, mm. a guy that should win more majors. He's already won the PGA. Um, scrambling, he's fifth. Bogey avoidance, he's second. But then added to that, he's fifth in approach to the green and he's putting inside the top 100 his driving distance is over 300 yards that sits in 14th we're talking about a guy with the whole package and is very much going to rank his career on majors you know he's won a bag full of pga tour events but he hangs out a lot with tiger he knows that he needs one more, two more. I think even Charlie's, Charlie's son, Tiger's son, kind of takes the mick out of him a bit. <laughs> He's got bones on the bag, which is Phil Mickelson's old caddy, caddy for him for the best part of 20 years. Arguably the best caddy on tour at the moment, or maybe the best caddy that ever was, Um yeah, he's. He, I'm. I'm going to keep backing him in majors because he kind of backdoored it at the, at the Masters because he had a, he had one of the average round, and I, I think he's getting there now. So he's going to come in for me, and then, um, yeah, my little one with a bit of value. Well, I'm talking about him. Maybe you can have a little look. It's Sam Burns. Okay. Um, so PGA Tour specialist this year. Um, he sits second on the on the FedEx rankings. Uh, he's had two wins. He's tenth in strokes gained total. And the people that like with the likes of McElroy, Scheffler, and Rahm ahead of him, he's only just ahead of him actually. His odds are so much better than theirs. Mm. Um, he's got a stroke average of under seventy. He's got a birdie average of four point six, and. He, he could be that next Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, you know, he could. Like, you get that feeling. Scotty Scheffler was number 12 in the Ryder Cup, as in the pick. He was the last man in. I keep saying this, number 13 would have been Sam Burns. He's got to be looking at Scotty Scheffler thinking, well, hang on a minute. What's stopping me now? I listened to a podcast that he, that he did about getting into contention and saying, I might not have many chances. So when I get in there, I want to make sure that I get that victory. That's a, in a major, you've got to have different feels. The pressure that we're, to, you know, we're doing a podcast on it. You don't do a podcast every week on the PGA Tour, do you? <laughs> no, that's it's true. all big events. You have to have that winning mentality and you can't back away from it. So looking at the stats and his mentality, I can't, I mean, I had him at 40 to 1. What is it on Pinnacle? He is 59, which is ridiculous. Yeah. He's second on the FedEx rankings, mm-hmm. which is the PGA Tour rankings, everybody. The only man that sits above him is Scotty Scheffler. 
it's worth a little look, I tell you. I think so. I think particularly those odds on Pinnacle.com at time of recording, 59.870. So see if that wriggles much. I suspect it might. So get on that whilst it's still that high. I completely agree with you, Sophie. It's not a name that I thought of and was going to bring to the table here. But the more and more you sold it to me, plus all those stats, plus the fact he's second on the FedEx Cup standings, completely under the radar, a bit in the same vein as Scheffler. And also, it's those immeasurables, you know, the stats are very important. But when it came down to it, the Valspar um, at Innisbrook, he got in a playoff with young Davis Riley, who was fearless, new, never won before, Sam Burns defending, rolls in this monster birdie put on the second extra playoff hole to win. Now, that's the sign of somebody who does like to get over the line, like you were talking about, and really capitalised on it. So, absolutely, I think Sam Burns is a great pick, particularly at those odds on Pinnacle. So, um, get on him. Sophie, um, anybody else that catches your fancy? I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a couple more names to throw at you, just because yep. it is a major. We're going to chuck in a couple more, maybe a couple of outsiders. Um but yeah, go on, hit me with a couple more, or certainly one more, and then and then we'll uh, let the listeners go and do all their due diligence. We can't do it all for them, right? <laughs> no, no, we can't. Um, my, my other guy is becoming a major specialist as well, is, is Will Zalatoris. He's number two, strokes gain, tee to green. You'll never see anybody create more birdie chances than him. Obviously, the Achilles heel is that He's 169th in putting. However, four top tens in the last five majors that he has completed, that's impressive. And he was eighth in the PGA last year. Now, the PGA Championship is is known for high-quality winners and proper... Like, if you look at Phil Mickelson, you go, oh, well, you know, how did he win last year? He took down Brooks Kepka, he went head-to-head, and he actually without driving him you know you've got to be like really top 10 in strokes gained tee to green in this pga because it's a big boys type of golf course um which actually gives me a little bit brooks kepka he's one whose value is outrageous you, you can google it again get on the old pinnacle and tell me yeah um james speciality everybody he does he does the <laughs> checker <laughs> Kep- his value's been dropping a lot in the last few years because, you know, he's not done a lot. Um, but he's done all right in majors. And I think a lot of these um, betting companies, i.e. like Pinnacle, go on like recent form, that type of recent form. Now, obviously, I have with Sam Burns. But Brooks, he's only bothered about a major. I know he pulled out with the Byron Nelson, so we just need to keep an eye on that. Um, to see if he has had a couple of injuries. But he was second last year. He's obviously won it before. And, uh, yeah, Shinnecock, we keep going the hot, the course that we're comparing this to. He was the one that won round there. So I can't believe someone like Brooks Kepka is, is odds are that high. So that's why he's worth an each way for me. 59 he is on Pinnacle. <sighs> I know. Yeah. There you go. Definitely worth in each way. You know, you were talking about Justin Thomas just a moment ago. I agree. Looked really good. Was in contention at the weekend as well at the Byron Nelson. I know it's not just all about last week, but I'm just thinking that's probably the most fresh and most recent look that I've had at somebody like Justin Thomas. Also got a good look at Jordan Spieth. And talking about approach play, scrambling, 
trending in the right direction. Wins this year. Of course, Justin Thomas doesn't have one since he won uh, that uh, Players' Championship last year. But you've got Jordan Spieth, right? Won at the Heritage the week after the Masters where he missed the cut. So what a great bounce back that was. I'm a bit of a Spieth obsessive. You know this, Sophie. I, 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 I mean, I think he's the best player to watch. But you take away all that, all the semantics away from that. And unfortunately, because of his tied second place at the Byron Nelson, home tournament, of course, crowd spurring him on, a course that he'll be fairly familiar with, his odds have been massively slashed. So he's down at 19s on pinnacle. You've you've got to have a sizable negative, though, to try and take Jordan Spieth out of the picks. I know the odds are fairly short, but actually Spieth has been pretty good tee to green and that's where he struggled recently and also his putting. We always think Jordan Spieth is this amazing putter. He was outside the top 100 in strokes gained on the greens until last week. I've not seen the stats updated since that tied second spot. Oh, no, he's still there. He's he's not great. Is that putting. right? Oh. Yeah. Well... Look, you know, he ranked second last week, but still over this course of the season, not great, not great. So, I mean, you just wonder, will he be stung from finishing second last week? Probably not that much. It's a run-of-the-mill PGA Tour event. Um, but I've got to say, you know, there's few better iron plays in world golf at the moment. There aren't many who are driving it better, despite this weird little pre-shot routine that he's still got going. Um, just to try and work this new move that he's got in. I just think that Spieth's previous major wins all came during a golden spell. His specific results prior to each of them read second, third and first. I think that this week you've got to expect Jordan Spieth to feature. He's a man who knows to, how to get it around a golf course. His proximity to the hole has been pretty good. We all know he can scramble. Does he have the mentality for it? I think he's just about getting there. So... Um, yeah, I know his odds are short, but you've got to chuck in Jordan Spieth, Sophie. You've got to throw him in in a major week. Yeah, we, we do. We do love Spieth. The, the odds put me off. They're too short. And, mm. and I think it's because we um, there's a love for him and people bet on him, don't they? And then everything kind of... Yeah, they're too short for me. But, you know, that's that's me being all wise. If you, if it you is. Just, You've not got any grey hairs yet, but, you know, soon. If you keep being all wise, you will. All right. I've got a total random outsider. Oh, the look, like, the look on your face tells me it's random as well, so I go on. I give you 50 chance, like, guesses, and you would never get this. And it's something that I just thought, we never really, like, Pinnacle is for the proper betters. We get this. But sometimes I just think, where is that outrageous value? And it's coming, Stuart Sink, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? Phil Mickelson, he won a major in his 50s. Sink turns 49 on Saturday. Okay. He's won the Open Championship. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that has actually gained distance in his latter years. He finished six at the Wells Fargo, which was last outing. He hits the ball over 300 yards. He's won twice on the PGA Tour in the last couple of years, and his world ranking is 77. Now, if you look at that world ranking compared to the odds that he is going to be put out by Pinnacle, they don't they don't equate. So when we're saying about Spieth, his odds are not good enough for all the information that we've just given everybody. 
these guys, it's it's flipped the other way around. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win it. You know, I'm not. But something like a top 10 from Stuart Sink would get you pretty good value. Oh, my word. Not half. I mean, each way is at 376.1 on Pinnacle. There you go. It's worth a tenner, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever well, you uh, well, go it's for. Well, it's better than picking your friend anyway. Well, you know what? There is that. There is that. Because I was going to say, I'll round it off by saying Matt Fitzpatrick, Englishman, very good tee to green at the moment. Five top tens in his last 11 PGA Tour starts. But down at 40s. So there is an argument that Stuart Sink is better value than Matt Fitzpatrick. So there we have it. Um, that's that's good. I mean, look, there will be. It is a major, Sophie. And you can imagine us getting to Friday evening and the leaderboard having taken a little bit, little bit of shape and there being a name like Stuart Sink on that leaderboard. It's not completely out the realms of possibility. So there'll be people there who are chortly when you chucked his name in, particularly when I said he was out at 376. But... You never know. You've got to go for a rank outsider, and Sophie, that's about as rank as it gets. <laughs> rank, thanks. Um, do you know what, though? Phil Mickelson won last year, and I don't know many people that bet on him. Obviously, difference in career, but not in age. Mm. And you've just got to have a little, you've got to have a little look down at What I would say is we haven't picked many Europeans. Um, but if you look down the winners of the PGA Championship, it is quite American-dominated. Um, it, it's not in August anymore. It's been moved to to May. Um, so weather conditions are going to be slightly different than what we expect. But this is a big few months, really, kind of a major every month coming up. So, uh, yeah, the players will want to get hot now. They will. Before we round the podcast off, Sophie, completely, there's a man who I'm looking down the odds at, and he's at 121 on Pinnacle. And he's not played that much. Um, he made the cut of the Masters. And of course, the man that I'm talking about is Tiger Woods. We all know that he's been preparing quite a lot at Southern Hills. There was American TV networks who commissioned a helicopter to circle around the golf course as he was playing his practice rounds a few weeks back. Concern over the fact that he can just get round and walk 72 holes. From what I've read online, and there's a lot of people who like to hype Tiger up, so you take a lot of it with a pinch of salt. But from what I've seen online, Tiger Woods is very much feeling and looking a lot fitter than he was at Augusta in April. Perhaps that came a little bit too soon. However, all the rest, all the rehabilitation that he's done, if he kept doing it at the same rate as what he had been doing over the previous 12 months, goodness gracious, Tiger Woods at 121, striping it because he hit some shots of real quality, Augusta, and to make the cut as well under those circumstances um, was just absolutely astonishing. Are you back in Tiger for each way, or are you going to have to take the rose-tinted spectacles off and just say, again, a little bit too soon, wait until July at the Open Championship? Oh Yeah, I'm definitely back in for the Open, like mm. without question. I backed him to make the cut at the Masters, because I had no doubt... Um, all that course experience. He has one around here, everybody. Um, the only thing I would say is that it's been redesigned since he won and they've made the fairways wider. And I think it, he's going to do better on a course that needs accuracy and precision. 
Oh, what did you say his odds were? 121. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good, isn't it? That's it is really, good. <laughs> it's really good odds. I, I'm going to say no, because not because of his golf game, physically. I watched him walk. Obviously, I'm obsessed like most people. I watched him walk in the practice round yesterday. He's still not there. I watched him at the Masters and... He crawled up that hill on 18. Mm -hmm. I mean, the grimace on his face when he walked from the green to the clubhouse. He kind of thought he wasn't on TV at that point. And his leg almost gave in as he he got to the top of the hill. I just think it's it's still too much for him physically. Um, But to make a cut, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so. If you can find something like that or maybe do a little bit of a combination head-to-head, something like that, pinnacle.com is where you can head and see all the odds that we've discussed, see how much they've changed, see how much uh, notice people are taking of Sophie and I's predictions. Uh, Sophie, you've got an article that's on pinnacle.com. Is it saying much of the same kind of stuff? It gives it obviously a bit more of an in-depth look. Um, So tell people to head there if you so wish. Yeah, definitely. Get get onto it and you can read the stats and... uh... As I say, just looking at this now, the last six winners were all been American and a PGA Championship. So uh, that's that's where we got to look. There we go. Sophie and I will be back for the next major championship, which of course is the US Open. But all eyes this week on Southern Hills. Thanks for listening. All the odds were correct at the time of recording. Do head to Pinnacle.com. There are some articles. There is lots of other sport happening as well, not least the NBA playoffs. We'll have an NBA breakdown podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks, looking ahead towards the crescendo to the NBA season. But for now, that's all from us, and we'll see you next time.